Neighbors randomly delivering their extra Wagyu steak to one's doorstep. I'm nice. Rachel Perkins, aka Pi or Pi Bob. I'm into words, operations, cheese, and whiskey, and of course, leadership. And I'm Kendall Miller. When there is big unknowns, you can just run towards it excitingly and hope for the best, and everything will probably totes be fine. Totes, totes, totes. Totes. Uh, probably. Probably. Today on the show, we're talking about peak leadership, whatever that means. Yes, what? and I will introduce the topic All in a right. minute. I'm not going to talk about it yet. All this right. is this is my idea. That's why Rachel's saying whatever the hell what, that means. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Let's whatever hear it. the fuck that is, Kemble. Uh, so sometimes when we brainstorm ideas, I say, this is the thing I want to talk about. And then I give Rachel no context so that she can't come prepared. Uh, I am not and, prepared. Uh, it's usually sufficient for us to talk for a while. So anyways, before we dive into the topic at hand, what's going on in your life? And tell me about the steak that was delivered to your door. Because Wagyu is, wait, I, I heard a whole thing about this recently. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> How like, and it was people who care more about the topic than I care about. But like, is Wagyu the ones where they never walk around and they massage them all day long and it's like this fancy steak from somewhere in Japan and it's like marbled fat in the meat. I'm like mostly vegetarian these days and mm -hmm. it doesn't gross me out. I'm just kind of curious because I have yeah. no idea. Well, I am also, you know, for the most part, uh, we, we don't eat a lot of meat in this household. And uh, so this is kind of exciting. Like I eat a steak about once every couple of months, um, maybe once a month. Uh, and I literally wow. just had a New York strip steak yesterday. So this is kind of like, oh, God. Um, and I can't reach it in a row. apparently. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. eat it tomorrow. But um, so it, there, I think Kobe, I mean, or Wagyu beef is is a kind of a larger category of beef that some of which are uh, are treated in the way you describe, like massage, drink beer, are fed special diets. But I think there's a bunch of different kinds. Um, and that they... They initially came from uh, from Japan, but uh, now you can get them from Australia, from the United States, places where they produce beef. Um, and it, is it Wagyu style? Does it have to be from the Wagyu region of Japan? Otherwise, it's just sparkling apple cider? <laughs> Where's Bruno? <laughs> uh, sorry, that's an inside joke. Um, so, but he knows who he is. Uh, but where he is knows he? who he is. Uh, so... I don't actually know. I, I feel like it's probably uh, just a term that, that doesn't have any kind of legal thing behind it. I don't think it's like a, a French terroir where you have to like be from there or something. Um, okay. But I do think there are different levels of it. Uh, and they're, they have, you know, they have different categories. I've never had it before. I've just, you know, like heard about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I don't typically so order a steak in a restaurant. Um, so this is not an... I don't know that I've been to a place. I'm sure I've been to a restaurant in Vegas where they serve this, but I would also be willing to believe that getting served this in Vegas means you're not actually getting that that for real. That's right. Well, and wait, did, when the neighbor delivered it, did they deliver a cooked one? They're just like, knock, knock. Here's a Wagyu steak. I've already cooked it for you. It's cooked no, to perfection. It's raw. Don't think, just do. It's it raw. was raw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It's was raw. Wait, you, you haven't eaten it yet. No, no. I'm going to cook it tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, I was I was all excited that I was about to hear the story of the first wagon. No, no, I haven't had it yet. You'll have we'll have to talk about it next time. Make a note. Okay, Let's okay. put a pin in this. And come back to it. <laughs> yeah, next like time. I'm that confident. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Uh, so yeah, that is that was exciting about like that literally happened like an hour ago, and then um, okay. this morning I got to go. I, so I, you probably do not know this about me, but I love to sing in groups with other people, like sing harmony. I find it really uh, soothing, exciting. I don't know. It's it it is something that touches me deeply, and I'm not especially I'm not a religious person at all, but it is kind of a thing that makes me feel a certain way that I can't really explain. For someone who works with words, it's sort of kind of the kind of a weird thing i can't describe what it makes me feel like when i'm in a group of people and we're singing and everyone's on key and it's you know there's a lot of harmony um Hmm. so this morning uh i was invited recently to to check out this local choir uh and they they have these all over the place they're called threshold choirs and uh it's it's women only and i need to check with them like if they don't accept trans people i'm getting the fuck out of there but uh they it's a women only uh, vo- uh a cappella choir there's no accompaniment uh they sing in three parts typically and it's all simple stuff and it's all um with the idea that you're going to sing to someone who is going through some sort of transition like uh you, someone's very sick and they might be about to die or they're uh, going to have a child or something like that. They're on the threshold of some life change. Yeah, something big, like they're recovering from an illness. Okay. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool <clears throat> and mystical and hippie. But the uh, so I went and checked it out. Um, and yeah, you can look this up there if you search for Threshold Choir, you'll find the website. And there's a, like 200 of these, 150 of these in different locations. Anyway, it was pretty neat. Uh, I got a lot of like chills and stuff. The, these women definitely have been singing together for a little while, and they uh, the music is quite simple, easy to pick up. So I was able to sing along, and man, that did did me some good. I liked it. Wow. I enjoyed. There's okay. So I have a whole bunch of thoughts on this, including like, um, do you like to sing harmony to? your teams at work uh i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm being like no. obnoxious about the like are you just are you there to accompany and add depth and oh, all these things oh i see where um, you're going with this yeah. i do it and is then, kind of like a working in a, in a in a team thing yes yeah but then also like when you talk about the spiritual side of it like whatever the 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 music the harmony the ability to speak as a thing that separates us from other creatures the humming and like all of the research on like vibrating in Mm -hmm. our bodies and how that affects us and i'm uh i'm just curious if like um when you say you're not religious but it's a spiritual spiritual like experience Mm -hmm. those are words i'm putting in your mouth you didn't say those words i'm curious is this a western religious experience or an eastern religious experience for you Huh. You don't have well, to I, put them in buckets. This is I don't actually, yeah, I wouldn't know how to, <laughs> to divide them up. No, I'm always taking you seriously, Kendall. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I mean, in all of that stuff, I'm sure some of it is like, you know, the vibrations just make me feel good. Um, some of it is definitely that I'm more like deep within you. You want to, um, you want to be part of a, a group of other humans that are accomplishing something. But it was also super like we we sang outside. This was in the courtyard of a local um, uh, co-housing place, and and uh, they have a lovely little backyard, little courtyard out there. And we all sat around in, in a big circle in chairs, and we were singing. And then birds started singing along with us. I'm like, oh man, I marry fucking Poppins wow. here. This is the greatest. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, that is her middle name. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> yes, it is indeed. <laughs> um, one might think so anyway to hear other people talk to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway, it, 
I think a lot of those things might be impacting my appreciation of this. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be these, like these songs are mostly modern. They're composed, some of them by women who have been part of these choirs, not necessarily the ones here in town, Uh, but they had this kind of like medieval uh, chant style feel to them. There's a little, some of their, like some of the harmonies are a little, are, are set up to be the same way though. You get that kind of dissonance and then resolve. And it's just, sure. that's, that's the shit, man. I love that shit. So anyway, good that times. What about you? What you? you have been incredibly busy. Well, <laughs> I have been busy. It's start, I'm starting to feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but I'll, oh, I'll get to that in a real quick second. Just, just, I do, do want to say that I, in normal life, I have guitars hanging on a wall behind me. Uh, I do pull one down and play for myself every once in a while and singing at the top of my lungs to things that I really enjoy does make me very happy. Um, mm. I have sold both of those guitars. I know so, they're not there. Uh, Just your weird, yeah, I mean, your big stick is my, back there. My couch is gone. My, my, like the house is empty. So yeah, so we've been selling like everything we own. I still have my desk because that's going to wait until the last Kinda week before that. I sell it. Uh, yep. And um, I mean, we've sold a lot of our furniture. We've sold our plants. We've sold uh, our Google Home. Like you, you name it from little things up to big things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, we have a few pieces of big furniture because... Um, some college friends of my wife's are coming into town this weekend. And so we needed to have beds. And then as a result, couches for my kids that are moving out of the beds for the guests to stay in, uh, you know, to, to, to sleep on. So um, <clears throat> we're close though. And I'm in the midst of, I mean, today I've been looking at quotes for selling my car. We will be down to zero cars in the probably Dang. next week. And uh, life How is complicated. Un-American. So I have... How un-American. Oh man, I can't wait to be done with cars. I hate, I hate moving. I'll probably have to own one where we're moving. We'll see. I'd really like to not to, but uh, given how rural the area is, we'll see. Mm, so, yeah, um, I mean, go. like we're going to live in a city, but it's a little tiny town. And like, um, anyways, we, uh, we have a deposit on a place to live. We have a deposit on uh, school, school for the kids. Yeah. Uh, I got the final signature on a lease to rent my home out. So we're moving out the end of this month. Um, like, like all the things are in motion, but like, I don't have a visa yet. Probably it'll be another month. I think I'm probably going to get a visa, but <laughs> who knows? And I told my wife like, Hey, the backup plan is Hawaii. So like, oh, that if sounds this all terrible. just doesn't, if they just reject our, our visa, we'll go to Hawaii. Well, no, I mean, live on a beach. Yeah. It's well, we're going to live on a beach either way. The difference is, is it a beach I can afford or a beach I can't afford? So that's, that's what I'm aiming for is the, uh, also the proximity to everything else is part of the allure. So Mm -hmm. anyways, we're close. It feels like it's happening. It's starting to feel like the lights at the end of the tunnel. It looks like this might actually come together and it might actually move, but, uh, there's a lot of things that still have to go away. Yeah. Well, and then like, (laughs) My wife had a tooth problem the other day and went and got like talked to the dentist and the dentist is like, well, if you're staying put, we'll just wait and see. But if you're leaving, you might want to go get it checked out. So she goes and gets it checked out and they're like, well, it might be this thing or it might be this other thing. Probably we're going to have to do the surgery on it and we can wait and see, but you don't have the time to wait and see. So let's just do the surgery. So she like gets a thousand dollar surgery uh you know on a tooth that like maybe she needs maybe she doesn't need oh, and man uh, dentists man there's a fucking dentist there's a long <laughs> story about this actually she woke up in pain uh oh. like 15 years ago we were early married new in china and well newish in china and she woke up in like excruciating pain and it was an all-day event for us to figure out how to get her a root canal at the mm. uh dental hospital that anyways 
it's it's not an event that I really like uh, reliving, but she did get it sorted, and I think it cost us five dollars, and even though it was like five operations to do the root, <laughs> uh, came back to bite us. America, uh, so. mm, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, okay, so let's shift to the topic. Are you ready for the topic? I bring it on. What what are we going to talk again? about? Okay, what? so so I have a, a a brief intro, and and that's that. Like, I want to talk about peak leadership, the end game, the goal. Everybody's maybe different. Um, but I want us, you and me, to offer thoughts and advice on what we think it should be. So lot, lots of people have opinions about why they're in leadership, where they're going, et cetera. So that's to say um, people get into this for all kinds of different reasons, right? Some just get sick of being an individual contributor. This is a change. Some want more money. Some want bigger titles. After a while, manager isn't good enough. Um, you, know, you move into this and then suddenly the goal is to be a director and then you become a director for five minutes and now you want to be a VP and on and on and on and on. There's always a bigger hill. Uh, eventually you want to be CEO or you want to have been a founder and um, from the outside it all looks good. It looks big. It looks well respected. And the moment you're inside, you feel inadequate, right? You meet the founder <laughs> of a 10-person company and you're like, well, hell yeah, you went and started your own company. And then you talk to that founder and they're like, well, it's only a 10-person company. I'm not even sure if I can call myself a CEO or whatever it is, right? Um, Mm -hmm. company's too small or, or uh, you say to yourself, I'll feel good when I have a company of 10 or I'll have a company of a hundred or when I have a thousand people. And the moment you hit these milestones, you still feel inadequate. And, and it's like, well, once we IPO, okay, we IPO. But the real power are the people of those sitting on the board the and board that's the next big step. Yeah. And then, oh, well, you know, there's, there's people on boards of bigger companies and, uh, well, I really need to be the chairman of the board and, well, I'm the chairman of the board, but there's this guy who's the chairman of the bigger board and like on and on and on and on, mm -hmm. right? Like never, ever ends. There's really only one person who reaches the top at a time. There's only one person who is the chairman of the board of the biggest company in the world, in the world. There's that only one. can be only right? one. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, where do you stop along the way? What's enough? What's sufficient? Is it sufficient money? Is it a product you're proud of? Is it something else? I want to ask, what is peak leadership and how do you define it? What were your goals? When did you decide you've had enough and you didn't need to necessarily, you know, like, like this, this is a rat race in the same way that yeah. money is like, and the same way that like awkwardly stresses. Doesn't matter how little stress you have in your life, you can make more. It doesn't matter how much success you have in your life, it's inadequate. Doesn't matter how much money you have, you could use twice as much. And so like, do you ever arrive? How do you know you arrived? And uh, how do you decide what arriving looks like? Okay, that's my blurb wow. to get us started. That's, so, that's, that's a tall uh, order, dude. I hope we get through all of that. But I, I'm glad, so you clarified, because I mean, when people talk about peak whatever, it's often kind of derisively. Well, that's peak leadership. You know, this is what this is what uh, peak fitness looks like, kind of thing. So you're talking about uh, rather than like looking at it from the outside and going, now that's peak leadership. You're, you're talking more from a perspective, from an internal perspective. What is the peak for a given person? What, why might they choose to aim for a certain place? I mean, your your intro kind of assumed everyone is in that rat race and they always want to go to the next level, which I can tell you right away is untrue, at least for me. Uh, right. Well, and, but, 
I actually think you're pretty unusual that you weren't in the rat race forever and always climbing and climbing. I mean, I think people reach a point where they give up on the climbing because they realize it's fruitless. But so that's why I don't want to talk <laughs> about it in broad must terms. It take you? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to talk about it in specifics. Why did what did you decide was the peak for you, and and how did you decide that, and why was it enough, and how did you know you'd made it? Well, it's uh, part of it is so kind of to, to give this some context, I am uh, part of what people refer to as Gen X. And, you know, classifying people based on their, uh, Wait, their generation. Wait, there's a Gen X? There's a Gen there's X. The, there's boomers and then there's millennials. Yeah, and then... Where does X fall? Somewhere, yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm not forgotten. really a big fan of this kind of classifying people in this way in general, sure. but there are some, some underlying cultural things that do kind of uh, influence, you. influence us at the times that we're alive. Yeah. And so, you know, th this thing, these things happen in cycles. So like a lot of the same stuff has happened to every generation in terms of the, the great impact it had. But one thing sure. that has really uh, impacted me is this, belief that no one was going to come and save us that that we were we were we had to look out for ourselves we had to pr provide for ourselves we could not defend depend on the government or our, even necessarily our parents or anyone to take care of us when we're older uh so i spent a lot of my life just trying to establish stability predictiveness like predictability like i know where i'm going i like to make plans and some of that is not necessarily related to my generation but some of it is uh based on what we saw on tv and you know heard in the news and uh and so forth so from the reason that uh it, it's actually a surprise to me that i decided actively like i'm done i'm not doing this bullshit anymore it is Mm -hmm. I cannot give enough of a shit is what I've been telling people. It's not important enough for me Lay to- Lay thine to... eyes <laughs> upon the field in which I grow, grow my, my fucks, fucks and exactly. see that it is barren. Go exactly. ahead. Exactly. I love the uh, fake Bayou Tapestry version of that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so it. I'm surprised I got to this point because going further means more money. Going further means more potential to, you know, to not have to depend on anyone when I'm older. Uh, but I had to like literally sit down and think, well, how much is that actually? Uh, do we have enough money? Am I, you know, did I make enough money in my however many uh, startups and, and, and uh, liquidity events and so forth? And I, I, I compared that to how much it stresses me out to try my best. Cause I, I can't just sit there and do nothing. I'm, I can't coast. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> I, ha mm -hmm. I am I am someone who has been told she excels at everything her whole life, and I am, I'm, not, I'm not good at not doing that. Even though I'm yeah. not good at everything, I just, I hate not being good at stuff. So I can't just coast. I can't just go work at some giant corp and, like, have no one ever notice me. Uh, I would, I would right. hate that even worse. So I had to make an active decision not to continue. Because if yeah. I did, I would require even more stress and more time and more years off my life or whatever. So that's that's where why I made this decision is. But did you 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 made that you made a decision? How do I say this? You got to a point and decided I've arrived. You didn't at twenty five say when I then I will have arrived and then get there and say mm -hmm. yep I nailed it right. I mean they're they're like I know. 
there's a person that I have in mind that has told me my sole goal is to be the CEO of a publicly traded company by 38 or whatever it is. And so like, I have to do this because this is the next step in my career. If I'm going to get in like, once I'm the CEO of a publicly traded, well, I mean, so, that's, that's, the that, thing. that's what I'm arguing. Like, but I could see I need to make X amount of money and say, and put that away. Yep. I mean, for what, for whatever money is, you know, how valuable is money at, at different, you know, points in the interest rate and all that stuff. You have to kind of have a large enough goal that you're not going to be super impacted. Uh, but, or they want to impress their neighbors or satisfy their parents who are like, you should be blah, blah. Like there's gotta be a reason they think that particular thing is a specific importance. Sorry, I muted myself. There's, there's a line in house of cards and I'm not going to get it exactly right. Back before Kevin Spacey, Back before we knew Kevin Spacey became was a known to us, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, there's there's a line in House of Cards, and I, I want to look it up uh, about power um, versus money, and it's and it's something along the lines of, um, yeah, he chose money over power, and this person says like, never choose the people, never hire people who care about money. Um, because they can get enough of it. And I'm trying to see if I can find the, uh, let's see. Power is an old stone building that stands for centuries. I cannot respect someone who doesn't see the difference. Uh, that, I, can't, I can't remember the exact line, but the line I'm thinking of, he basically says, if you hire people who care about money, eventually they get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're and happy. Like whatever that number is. you don't is. have power over them anymore. And then you have no power over them. Yeah. And he, and he's saying hire people who are power hungry or like, like don't trust people who aren't power hungry. Cause it's only the power hungry that like, there's never enough power. You mm-hmm. always want more. It's completely insatiable. But and I don't like know if a, that's true. Like there's like a side thing to that, that we could talk about for an entire show as well, which is about, you know, com- companies that are kind of like, um, cults, right. Uh, mm-hmm. where, that's what they use to keep people there rather than, yep. I mean, they, you still have to pay enough for people to be comfortable. <clears throat> Excuse me, but... We're religious institutions. You don't have to be a company to, to play this card. Oh, well, but yes. Yeah, but we're talking mostly <laughs> about, uh, I think, about... There are pictures. actual cults that do that. But yeah, yeah. Yes. anyways, keep going. Uh, but yeah, that kind of stuff really freaks me out. I really dislike that. And it's really, it's easy to get over that line from this is a great place to work everybody respects each other it's you know like the company i work at i really like the attention to uh the the way that everyone treats each other um i think that's great but then there's also this idea of like this is the best company in the world and no one else is ever gonna be as good as this um you know you can't possibly leave it's a status symbol to work there there's a lot of peddling that into uh, cult-like behavior, uh, which yeah. I, I see, you know, and, and again, like the idea of making it really hard to leave work. So providing food, providing yeah. laundry services, providing, you know, all that stuff is yeah. all kind of on that same gradient. So yeah, yeah. you can well, it's, people it's, that way. I mean, I think what's, um, how do I say this? Gosh, I have so many thoughts about this. So, so there's there's the friend of mine whose sole goal in life was to work at Google, right? And 
got to Google. I mean, and it took and a long what? time and it took, it took 18 months of interviewing. It took being rejected for the first job and continuing to go. And, mm-hmm. and then they got to Google and Google's an interesting place. Like there are incredible perks. The office is amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, there's whiskey in the fridge. That's free. Anytime you want it, there's uh, you can have cereal and you can yeah, have dinner I've and you can have lunch like and that. it's good food. And yeah. And, and I think the sheen was shiny for Good. a while and then it wasn't uh oh, I and, see, so. and then well and then you eventually realize like wait the thing that i've wanted most in life my whole life was to go be a cog in this particular machine oh that's interesting you know like mm-hmm. but first of all like i have a whole bunch of thoughts about this first of all there's people who get there and that is the peak that's exactly what they wanted it's all they ever wanted and they're thrilled to be a part of it and they never want to leave it's and and maybe that's the individual contributor that loves writing code gets paid well loves the fringe benefits is just happy to be there and honestly like there's there's some benefit to be able to say i work for google you know when i tell my kids what i do for a living they're like wait wait who and and, and how and, and why and what, what do they do and mm-hmm. uh you know like <laughs> it, hearing when people relay to me what my daughter has said to them about what I do, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, it's not even remotely you know, like, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no like, usually it's actually pretty living. accurate. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so there's that person. And then mm-hmm. there's the, you know, the guy I just mentioned, who's like sole goal is to be the CEO and he's going to do everything he can till he gets there. And I wonder a lot about like, what if you do get there? Like, are you just going to be devastated? Like, are you going to be happy? Because some people get there and they're like, no, this is all I ever wanted and I'm happy. And there's some people who get there and they're like, oh, it turns out this is as shitty as all my other jobs. And it turns out I still have a boss. It's called a board of directors. And I kind of thought I had been to the top, mm-hmm. but there's, you know, like I said, there's still higher to go. And then like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting because on the one hand, I'm a little bit outside of that because you know, the thing that I did in China for 10 years was my dream job and I loved it and I was good at it. And when I was 30 and I left, I was kind of like, well, shit, no. what do I do now? Yeah. I've done, yeah, I've done my dream job. I guess I care to make enough money to support the family and nothing else matters. And then there's times where I'm like, well, I'm kind of bored. I wish I made more money. I wish I had more flex, but like, how much is enough? What's enough? Where do I want to go? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to have fun and I want to earn enough money to support the family and nothing else really matters. And I, and I get on and off the like, the, the, the train of like uh, higher, more, faster, better, whatever, you know. Disrupt. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I like, even when I'm completely outside of it and I'm like, I'm happy. I love what I, right now I'm having a lot of fun. There's a lot, there's stress involved in what I'm doing, but I'm having a lot of fun. I feel like I'm good at it most mm-hmm. of the time. There's, there's, there's days. Uh, but uh I like who I work with. I like the places that I get involved. I like the things that I'm seeing. I like the consulting world because I'm just, you know, spastic enough to be able to stick my fingers and lots of different things is exciting. And then there's times where somebody comes and talks to me about a thing and I get all starry eyed and I'm like, oh shit, that is the thing that I have always wanted, even though I've never heard of it until two minutes ago, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and it's like, let me just burn down everything else I've built because I'll go do this. And then like, I know that's, that's wrong. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just curious. Is it wrong? I mean, maybe, well, I don't know. I mean, part of what I like about this is that I get to chase lots of squirrels. Uh, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you chase a squirrel for a minute and find out you're never going to catch it. And that was kind of fruitless. And sometimes you chase a squirrel and you're like, that's going to be the most delicious squirrel ever. I got close Mm -hmm. enough. I can tell it's going to taste real good. Well, I feel like, so, uh, sometimes people, and I don't really get the impression that you're about this. I think 
you're more about oh I, I see something I want uh, I want to have happen I see uh, some relationships I want to see come together I want to see if I can solve this problem or you know can I add value here which is a really terrible expression but is there something I can no, do? I think it's pretty accurate. That applies yeah. well to this situation. Can I bring something you can cool? Can use to the this? AWS statement. Can I raise the bar? I'm yeah, sorry. That one that, really similarly, I can that's say a, add you know, value. I don't want to say raise the bar. Go ahead. <laughs> but there, I, I don't think I, I don't think that um, that everyone is that way about things. I think they're more interested in uh, building influence. That yeah. the power, right? The power aspect of it is probably the most uh the most likely reason people want to move up but there is definitely like i mean the thing that i liked about being a, a leader versus an individual contributor is i liked being able to uh to, to bring more people together to do things to have uh leverage to accomplish the stuff that i thought was worthwhile but i also i always wanted to go back and forth because i like as an individual contributor bringing what it is that I know how to do or that I have skills for yeah. uh, to the equation. And not everyone has the kinds of skills that I have, especially around bringing people together or um, inviting new people into a community. That's it's not something that everyone knows, is born knowing how to do. Um, and it is a valuable skill, regardless of whether people see it or not. Uh, so uh, I think that that your, your part of this is, I want to. I want to bring my personal abilities to this, and I want to find out uh, wh what could be accomplished with this team, kind of thing. You're less about the teamwork and more about like what yeah. you can bring to it, I think. But at the same time, no. I mean, I like. I the, my why for doing business is people have to work, and I want them to have places that are sane to work. Like that's mm -hmm. that's the reason I'm in business. The more successful I can make this business, the more people we can employ, the more people we can give a sane place to work. And I hope it's, you know, like, I don't really want to be a part of places that aren't sane places. Mm -hmm. if, if everybody's stressed, I don't care how much money they're making. I don't care how much, if everybody's miserable, I don't want to be a part of it. Like, I just don't, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't care if it's going to change the world. I don't want to be a part of it. Um, if it's ruining lives at the cost of, if it's changing the world at the cost of ruining people's lives, I don't want to be part of it. But the, mm -hmm. I mean, what's interesting is when you say, like, I, I think back, back to, um, back, back, this may or may not be the first uh, episode that I'm drinking in in a while. I'm, it, it may surprise you to hear that I'm sober almost all the time that we record, and uh, this episode I'm not. Um, but yeah, sippy so. sip. Um, the, uh, when I first became a leader, I remember thinking, and, and to be clear, like being the person in charge, being the person who helps drive decisions, like all of those things are things that I definitely enjoy. Like it's mm -hmm. not a... You're not totally selfish I'm under, here. Oh, I'm under no delusion that that does nothing <laughs> for my ego. Uh, you know, like it definitely strokes mm -hmm. my ego and feels oh, good. Yeah. It feels good to be the important person. It feels good to show up at an event and everybody's human. like, Ooh. Who, who's that guy, right? Yeah, but what's funny is despite all that, I think back to the very first time I led a team, I remember thinking my favorite part about this is meetings end the moment I think they should end. <laughs> <laughs> never they we never talk about a topic longer than I think we should and the meeting never goes long because I never let them and I was like that is such a relief if that's the only thing I do in life because I hate meetings that run long and I hate uh -huh. when people blabber about things that are yeah. which sometimes there's value in letting people go on too long but anyways the um <laughs> I I have not figured out for me like 
like what is the number and how how low or high is it and mm -hmm. because there's some amount of like well i think that's enough money and now we're all screwed right like now yeah. the economy's tanked or now i've you know like you just you never know and so there's some amount of i think my goal is not to get to enough money to do nothing which you know, maybe pretty aligned with what you've done oh, is yeah. like get to enough money to not stress about doing nothing. So if I decide to do nothing for a while, I'll just do nothing for a while. But if I want to keep working for a little bit, I'll keep working for a little bit and I'll, I'll do the things I want to do. And it's the fuck you money. It's the helicopter money, whatever people call it. Like, no, there's a lot. See, this is the thing. Like I have gotten to the point, you know, I don't often talk about this uh, because I was raised by English people and we don't talk about money, but like, I got to the, I am at the point where I am expecting to not have to make any more money myself for the rest of my life and for the rest of my husband's yep. life. Um, and one of the reasons that I'm here and that possibly, you know, other people my age are not is that I, ch we, we chose not to have kids. We chose not to buy a house earlier. Like possibly I could not have bought a house when I was uh, in my twenties and thirties, but um, it makes it so much more complicated when you have other people, yeah. like I've got one other person I got to really make sure has what they need. That's my husband. Right. Um, no, you're you right. Have, you have a whole crew of people you have to make sure. A gaggle. Right. And so uh. that changes the equation a great deal. Any one of those kids or your partner can change the math of what you're doing a huge amount at any time. Like if something goes wrong or if they develop an amazing ability and have to go to a really expensive school or like all yep. of, you know, all of that well, changes the math a, a lot <laughs> and makes things less stable. If I was a like, single no. man, if I was a single man, I could live in a cardboard box. You could get around on a, get around on a bike and be extremely happy with basically nothing. Probably mm -hmm. wouldn't do a cardboard box. I'd probably want some waterproofing. I'd probably do like a van. But honestly, like there is very, very little required in keeping Kendall in, you know, sufficient means. Mm -hmm. There's times where that sounds real attractive. And then I'm away from my family for like three days. And I'm like, oh, no, I made the right choice. I, I like having them. a family. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I'm I, I, I love having a, a partner. I, no, no, I understand. I'm not, I know you're not saying that. Uh, I love that there's the chaos of my family. It's my favorite thing in the whole mm -hmm. wide world. But you're absolutely right. It affects the way I think about it, but, but it affects the money and how I think about it. Mm -hmm. in, if, if any, well, it, it also affects the success. If anything, like, I, I mean, I was talking to a CEO who said, well, I haven't seen my wife in three weeks. And I was like, uh, what's that about, you know, and, or no chairman of a board now. And, uh, and he's like, well, I was the CEO for 15 years or I don't remember what the number was. And he's like, my wife's used to me not being around. And I'm like, if there is one thing in my life I want to never mm -hmm. have to say, it's my partner is used to me not being around. My wife is used to me. My children are used to me not being around. So, oh, it's fine. Nobody's used to me being there. Like, that is not a thing That's that I want. That's sad. Um, That's really sad. Well, I mean, you know, there's... I mean, if it works it's for them... It's sad to me. It would be sad for right, me. Right, right, right. It, like, who knows? Why bother getting married? Well, I could think of a bunch of reasons, but like, okay. I get it. There's you some know, financial and If they have their own arrangement and, and everyone's happy with it, then great. Whatever. Right. I don't want to I don't want to be right. judgmental. Sorry. Please judge. No, Can you I, judge? I, Tell I, me how I'm you feel. judging all the time. <laughs> That's my secret, Captain. I'm judgy all so, the fucking time. Well, so wait, so peak leadership for you, like let's just get okay. back and yeah, let's it. actually talk about for you topic. was 
where I was. Well, you, it was getting to a point where you had enough authority to do the things you cared about, realized how much you cared about being in a IC and went back to that. And also you had enough success financially that you could not be stressed by it. Yeah. Is, yeah. Am I right about that? Uh, yeah, I am. Um... I was at one point hoping that I would eventually become a VP and it was literally because I wanted to be able to tell people I was a VP and I realized that about it. And I was like, you know, I could fight for this harder. I mean, you know, as a woman in tech, you get a lot fewer opportunities. You in general, we don't even need to go over this. It's much more difficult to move up the ladder, no matter what. Um, especially like in aggregate for sure. But, um, so I yeah. knew that if I want was going to get that job, move up, get that promotion to VP, I would have to really, really, really work hard, really fight with some people, be in competition with people, all the things that I just don't enjoy. Um, and I had to stop and think of it like, this is going to be a huge amount of work. And I just, it's not worth it to me. I wouldn't, I mean, maybe I would make significantly more money. And then at the next company, maybe I would, you know, make a ton of more money there and I would have a lot of responsibilities and, oh my God, who wants responsibility? Not me. (laughs) I had a lot of responsibility as a, as a younger person as well. And I think that's one of the reasons that I'm less excited about it now is when I was 10, 11, 12 into my teens, I took care of my family. Like, yeah. My mom wasn't really very helpful at that. And so I did a lot of the cooking and cleaning and raising my two brothers and, you know, making sure my dad had food to eat. Like there was a lot of that going on. So as I get older, I'm like, the last thing I want is more of that. So it's a little more personal to me and my experience rather than like people in Gen but, X. Or but whatever. all of us are personal in our experience that's why we're broken to the point where we need x or we need y or we need Mm -hmm. z or we're never going to be happy yeah so i made that conscious of like i i had learned to do that about my my the things that i have difficulty with is like really identify them and call them out and uh see them clearly so that i can be like what am i actually afraid of what is actually causing me to stress out why am i anxious about something well maybe i'm it's totally reasonable to be anxious about it but if the more i dial into the like enhance 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 (laughs) the less scary it is to me because i can get a grip on it happy (laughs) uh so yeah i i made that trade-off i was like no you know what fuck that i i cannot give enough of a shit i don't want to spend this is such a dirty words episode sorry um yeah. Fucking, fucking asshole. Fucking <laughs> fuck. What, what the fucking We're going to mark hell? this one as explicit in the <laughs> explicit. show notes. I noticed that we <laughs> no, get but... fewer downloads of those because I Do think we really? some people oh, that's have that turned off in their podcast client. Like, don't download explicit episodes. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Which, go to iTunes and like and comment and subscribe. Yeah, um, no, the, uh, what's interesting to me about that is that's the point you have to get to. You have to see what could be and say no. Because if you're always dreaming for the next thing, the next thing, next thing, it is a a treadmill. It's a driller. It's a rat race. It's a whatever you want to call it. Like it's a never ending. There's always higher. You're never going to get there. Mm -hmm. You're not. Like you, listener, I know how many listeners we have. (laughs) Statistically, it is very unlikely 
that any of you are ever going to be the chairman of the board of the largest company in the world. Uh, so you are never going to get there. You're never going to be at the top. So you have to decide what along the way is sufficient yeah. and um, do the math. And the math includes right. your own happiness, not just the amount of money you might make. Uh, and yeah. I think I think the the thing for me is still that why around I want to help businesses be successful because I see what that do does. People need to work. I want to be a part of those things. I mean, I have a okay. Let me give an extreme example. There is extreme examples, not that extreme, but there's a a company in uh, northern Colorado. It's called the Radial Development Group. Super cool. I know the founders. Uh, I'm calling them out by name. Um, the founder has made a decision that everybody in the company is going to get paid the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, They're going to hire a ton of junior developers. They are going to explicitly give those junior developers as much training as they can to be as successful as possible and explicitly in their contracts, allow their clients to hire those people away. We are going to be a funnel that gets people into this uh, industry and helps them succeed and gets a, get a leg up. And like, fuck yeah, like way to go. You found a why that I'm like, I love that about these guys. Like it's, it's just- I have a lot of questions. What, what's, oh, okay, ask all the questions. <laughs> There's seniors in the company that can train them, but uh, ask the question. And how does, so uh, this company is a consulting company. And so that's yep. how they make their money. Yep. Okay, and so is this, uh, this approach part of their marketing? Like, is that how they get the jobs that cheaper places? Because obviously they're going to have to charge a lot to afford to pay everyone the same amount and also train these people, like have them on staff without them bringing in money for some amount of time. And then as soon as they train um, them, they're gone. Like, I don't think that they're charging at the top of the market. Okay. Uh, I think that they, I think that it works because they have a couple of people who really buy into it. I think they have a couple of senior engineers who believe in the vision who are willing to train the people. I think uh, they hire juniors that care about it, some of the whom stick around and help raise up mm -hmm. the others before they go. I mean, I think there's a lot like, like, yeah, on, on the one hand, you know, uh, communism looks really good on paper. It's really hard at any kind of significant scale, right? Well, especially uh, when and, it's operating inside, like in a bubble inside of capitalism, right? I, that's, and I'm, right. I'm not saying this isn't awesome. Like, I love this idea. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder how sustainable it is given the environment that like all the oxygen has been sucked out of the place they're operating in that sense. I think there's messiness in it. They know there's messiness in it and they operate despite it. And I think that's part of what I respect them for. Like I mm -hmm. respect the hell out of this place. Hey, give it a shot. And, and I, I like the people who work there. I think they, they have found a why that wakes them up in the morning, that keeps them going day in and day out, that, that you know, excites them. And it's not the bigger title, the bigger company, yeah. the biggest, the you know, they don't money. need yeah. the article in TechCrunch to say this is, you know, the biggest, the most money ever raised by any, you know, like that's not what they're doing. They're mm -hmm. helping people in a meaningful way, do meaningful things that they value. And they figured out what that was and they've said no to other things. And I think that's, that's commendable, awesome. extremely. Yeah. I hope yeah. that works. Yeah. Like, you know, we tell, I don't know if this happens so much anymore, but like you tell kids to follow their dreams and I'm like, don't, don't, don't do that exactly. Like, <laughs> Figure out where your dreams fit into a world where, you know, into a, a situation where you're able to sustain yourself and then, you know, alter the math to make it work. Like, you can't just go what for it. What generation are you? <laughs> okay, boomer. What generation? No, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> I think that's actually way more Gen X than it is boomer. 
I think, I think you're probably way right. No, more I think to, like provide for yourself and those you care about. That's the top. That's the top thing. And yeah. I've been incredibly lucky to have existed in the internet world from a very early age, and so I know a ton of people. My network is big. I've you know th- that's how I've gotten here without having to work till I'm seventy. Not that that's even a thing that happens in tech. Like you just get ejected. But yeah. uh, you know, I still had to think about making a plan to sustain myself and have stability. The the folks who just work like right now, kids, kids, you know, people in their twenties and thirties, they do a lot of like work for a while, so you can then like go mountain climbing for a while or do whatever else you're going to do for a while. I could never imagine, like, and then what? What if you can't get a job after that? You know, like spend all the money you have and then get another job and then. I've never been able to understand that mindset. And yet, like, people do that shit all the time. And it's cool, you know? My just, friend just who can't. does it puts aside, let's let's say, you know, puts aside 100% of the money. That, that's, the, I'm just, just, just vague numbers. Takes mm-hmm. six months off, spends 25% of that. So 75% of it's still yeah, put yeah. away. That's comes cool. back to work. But like, but he, he, uh, I have a friend who does this and every three years he takes six months off. The last time he did, he went and hiked the um, Continental Divide Trail from New Mexico all the way to Canada. And uh, he went and told his business when they hired him at three years, like, hey, what have you been doing? And he's like, oh, well, this is a thing that I do. And three years in, he's like, hey, it's time for me to go do this thing. And they're like, we have a job for you when you get back. And so That's he left cool. for six months unpaid leave and they hired him right back. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. I mean, I've taken um, breaks where, you know, then I had my a different job back at the company when I came back. Uh, but I also n- knew that my job wasn't protected and had a plan. Like, you know, that's, that's amazing. I have never been fun employed. I need to figure out how to do that. But uh, given that I'm on like my third job change since college, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just don't change quite often enough, you know? Uh, but I so. also think that no, you build fun into your into your life while you're working. And I think if you, sure. you know, some people operate better on the like feast and famine, you know, they work their ass off and don't have a ton of fun during that time. And then, sure. then they blow and it then all go. off, you know, like during that six month period or whatever. Anyway, I I've think, never been able think... To, to think that way. I can't, but I'm impressed yeah. with people who can and also scared for them. Well, I am having a midlife crisis and taking my entire entire family it's true. Uh, on the airplane with me for it. So we did That's talk about I'm that excited. a couple episodes ago. Like, <laughs> how on earth? It's it's very related to my lack of ability to co- to conceive of doing such a thing. But I'm impressed you're doing it, and I'm sure it's going to be fine. Uh, doing it as I all I need is a visa, and then I get to do it. Come on, uh, still waiting. Fingers Come crossed. Come on, government, to get it going. That's anyway. exactly right. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So we should wrap up for time's sake. Any any like suggestions, offerings? I have I have one thing that I want to recommend. Okay. But me first? Or you? You first. Okay. If uh, you have one. I think as as I often uh, say, you it's you know, your goals are your goals, but I would really examine your motivations and make sure you're actually operating with a full understanding of what you actually want and why why do you want it is it really worthwhile like is it worthwhile to work that hard maybe it is maybe it's not (laughs) 
Uh, do you really want to be a part of the dismantling of Western democracy? Or do you want to quit that job at Facebook? Um, <laughs> yeah, zing. <laughs> not to call out specific companies, but like, come on. But if there's mm -hmm. one specific company. Anyways, um, the thing that I want to suggest that has caused me lots of existential questions lately, that my favorite media that I am consuming right now is a podcast called The Fall of Civilizations. Ooh. I cannot suggest it enough. That if you start with it, start with the episode on Assyria, but uh, honestly, they're all amazing. They're three hours long, so if Dang. you're not a 1.9 speed person, it takes a while. Maybe <laughs> do it on a road trip. But it is incredible storytelling. It's so, so good. I listen to them when I ride my bike because I like having uh, my mind occupied while I'm occupied while I'm uh, pedaling. But uh, holy cow. And there's themes across these, like... The, the way climate change affects these civilizations, the way lack of confidence in the existing government, uh, cough, cough, the fall of uh, Boris Johnson, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Like there's just, there's, there's themes that you see playing out in your life that are fascinating. And uh, they talk a lot about what is it like to have been a person during the fall of this civilization? Mm -hmm. And what would it, what would have the day-to-day -day looked like? And uh, if you don't see yourself in that, you're probably not living in the West right now. So hmm. it's pretty fascinating. Um, but uh, okay. I'm yeah. gonna check that out when I'm on the rower. Well, thank you, Rachel. Thank you for going down this uh, rabbit hole. I was gonna say rat hole after the rat race uh, to get to the rat's ass. The rat king. Uh, the rat king. That rat king <laughs> is a thing. Them. Look it up. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I have yeah. no idea. The Google, Rat King? Look it up. Rat King. Now I've got questions. Okay, okay. Well, um, we'll wrap up here. Thanks. <laughs>